0: My name is John Bradbury, and this is the Understanding Your Identity and Purpose podcast. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited. This is the very first episode. This is such an important subject. This is the topic that changed my life. In this first episode... I'm going to tackle two questions. The very basic questions. What is identity and why does it matter? And that's the that's the key, isn't it? What is identity and why does it matter? Let's tackle the first one first. What is identity? Identity is the way you think about yourself. Or another way of saying it is, it is the story that you're telling yourself about who you are and why you're here. Let me say that again. Identity is the story you're telling yourself about who you are and why you're here. So it is your sense of self. When you say myself, You say, I don't like myself. Who are you talking about? When you say, um, when you think about you, who are you? And we're going to get into what that means and get into the weeds of it. But this is critical. And I'll explain later. Why does it matter? is the second question. Why does identity matter? Why can't I just live? you know why can't I just go to school and go to work and you know do my life and get married and and walk with God and go to church and why can't I just be a human? Well, you are a human and you can be a human, but there is something deep embedded inside of us that needs to know who we are, that longs to know who we are, that wants to know both our inner purpose and our outer purpose. We want to know it, we crave it, and it's built into us. We know that somehow we're a part of creation, but we have this consciousness that We are aware that we are aware. We are here for a reason. And we have this longing, I want to fulfill my purpose. I want to, you know, do God's will for my life. I want to marry the right person. I want to follow my passion. There's just different ways of saying the same thing, which is, who am I and why am I here? Now, all of us have a sense of self. But there is two distinct ways of thinking about ourselves. One is the way God designed, and one is the uh, basically the foundation of every problem on earth. <laughs> now, you could think of yourself like I did. I, When I was young, I thought of myself as a son, of uh, the role I played, and then I thought of myself as a Christian. I thought of myself as a good student. I was the valedictorian of my class. I thought of myself as a basketball player for a while, and then I tried golf, and then I was a backpacker, and then I was a runner and then i you know i was a college student and husband and father and you know all of these things spiritually i thought of myself as a prophet or a teacher or a missionary various things throughout different periods of my life it's like i was trying on clothes and seeing if they fit i was trying on identities and looking in the mirror and saying, "Is this me does this does this fit? Is this who i am and nothing ever quite fit and i and I found myself struggling with uh insecurity, really bad. I found myself wanting and never being really satisfied. I found myself never quite feeling like I belong, and feeling like this is who I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I was about 40 years old, really struggling, and I saw one of my friends. Now, we had known each other a while, and he went and cheated on his wife with a teenage girl. And it just devastated our community. And I was asking the Lord, what what is this? This is about three years ago. What is this? Why why would he do this? You know, super talented, has a wife and kids, family house, you know, ministry, all the stuff people are looking for. Why would he do this? And the Lord showed me that it was identity. The opportunities that he was getting were starting to push the upper boundary of the way he thought about himself. And it started to stretch his comfort zone and, you know, make him feel uncertain, uncertain, and fearful, you know, like, Is this who I am? And he sabotaged himself and brought himself back down to where he was comfortable thinking about himself. And this happens all the time. And so this began my journey of identity and and trying to understand it. And eventually seeing in my own life that this was my essential problem. This was the reason I was struggling in life. And so, you know, fast forward a little while. I, I'm at my dad's house. It's a couple days before Christmas. And I go to bed and I wake up at two in the morning from a powerful, powerful dream. Now, in the dream, I was in the manger scene with Jesus in the manger. And I could feel his presence, his anointing. It's just that the best feeling in the world is to be with him, to belong there, that presence It was just unbelievable. It was the best I've ever felt. And I was there for a minute and I was soaking it in. And then I noticed two angels standing over on the other side of the room, not looking at me, not talking to me, but like talking to each other. And one of them leaned over to the other one and said, he sure does have a control spirit, doesn't he? And as high as I was, I came crashing down emotionally to as low as I've ever felt. And I, and I was just so devastated and I was arguing in my mind and I was like, that's not true. I don't have a control spirit. And... I thought he was talking about that, you know, I manipulate other people or that, you know, I try to control other people. And I, I really am not that kind of person. And I couldn't figure out what he meant. I woke up. It was 2.20 in the morning. The, the Lord whispered in my spirit, you know, just gave me an impression, Galatians 2.20 which is the verse where Paul is talking about, you know, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And that began about a two-year journey now. It's about two and a half years from the time I had that dream until now. Understanding what he meant, understanding the control spirit that I had and what that has to do with identity and, you know, the issues I was facing. Long story short, many evolutions of learning, praying, seeking, asking, knocking, saying, what are you talking about? And just iterations of understanding. He was talking about, I control my life to keep it small in order to feel safe and to stay in my comfort zone. So I was literally restricting God's dreams for me. I was holding God's will for my life back in order to feel safe and feel certain and avoid facing my fears. And I had no idea I was doing it. But when I look back, it's completely obvious, you know. Hindsight is 2020. 20. I look back, I'm like, oh, of course, I was totally restricting the grace of God in my life. But at the time i wouldn't have ever said that i didn't understand it and it was such a revelation to me it literally changed my life that one dream changed my life now of course by itself it didn't change me it took you know years of practice and 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 study and understanding to walk it out i'm still walking it out i'm but it is revolutionized my life and this is what i want to give to you as a gift hopefully that moment hopefully over the course of these podcasts i can help you stop restricting the grace of god on your life now i want you to picture your life like a garden Just imagine your life like a garden, and whatever size, it doesn't matter, just imagine that in your head. Identity would be like the fence that you would place around the garden. It is the edge, it is your boundary that you set up, where inside the boundary you feel safe, and you know what to expect. It is your comfort zone. Inside the fence, you feel comfortable. Outside the fence, you feel uncomfortable. The same could be true like if you picture a room. The walls and the floor and the ceiling, the boundaries, the edge of the room is identity. It is The story that you make up that sets a boundary around your life so that inside the room you feel comfortable, outside the room you're afraid. Outside the room you don't know who you are. Outside the room you don't know what to expect. Outside the room you're uncertain. That's a really key word, certainty and uncertainty. When we feel uncertain, we try to control. When we feel afraid, we try to control. We're trying to get our certainty back. So identity is those it's the box we put our ourselves in. It is the fence that we put ourselves in. It is the walls of the room, we get to determine the size. Now, you cannot dream about your life any bigger than God can dream. So no matter what you do, you cannot dream bigger than God. You can't imagine more than God. You can't make your life any bigger. You know, if you said, I want to make a million dollars, That's not even close to big enough to, you know, like God's like, you know, like a million dollars. Where's that going to come from? God is never like that. If you said, I want to win the entire continent of Africa to Jesus. There's no way you can want something that's bigger for your life than God wants for you. You can't dream any bigger. Now the reason we don't dream that big is because we can't imagine ourselves doing it. It's outside of our fence. But the point I'm making is you can't dream any bigger than God dreams. You can desire to, you know, have the best family in the world and leave a legacy for generations. You can desire to start a ministry that you know completely changes the way you know such and such is done in the world you can you know you can want to eradicate poverty in your city you can you can want to build a fortune five hundred company you can you could dream as big as you want. You could dream I wanna sell, I want you know, write a hundred best selling books, you know, or be the top person on YouTube or, you know, have the fastest growing church in my state or anything you could imagine. I wanna I wanna, you know, win a Grammy or a Dove Award or you know, as big as you can dream, God can dream bigger. God is dreaming bigger. So the problem is not on the high end. The problem is on the low end. You can't make your life bigger, but you can make your life smaller. You can constrict it. You can build the fence. You can set up the walls. And you get to determine your comfort zone and Inside that comfort zone, you feel safe. You know, it's like somebody that is afraid to fly that's outside their comfort zone, but they just never go around airplanes and never go to airports. And so they never feel afraid to fly because they're not getting outside of their boundary. So some people don't feel fear. Because they stay so in the middle of their comfort zone all of the time that they never experience the uncertainty until some, some kind of tragedy happens or something unexpected. And then they are totally lost. But a more common thing is you'll build, you'll build an identity... I want you to understand that an identity is the walls, it is the fence, it is the boundary, it is the comfort zone. They're all the same thing. You make up a story about who you are. Now, this has a lot to do with your, you know, the culture, the society, the the way your parents were, or you, if your parents weren't there, you know, the church you grew up in, the teaching you've been under, the college you went to, all of these things you know, how much money you have. All of these things have go into the story. But basically, you're the one making it up. And you get to determine that fence line. But then God will give you a dream, you know, a desire, an impression, a longing. He's speaking to you. He wants to he wants to call you to do something and it's outside of your fence it's outside of the boundary and and you know you you see it you hear what he wants to do you have the vision you have the desire you have the dream you get a prophetic word or you or you just Have a desire come up in your heart. You know, I want to be a medical doctor. Or I want to, you know, be a missionary. Or I want to write a book. Or I want to, you know, release an album with all my own original songs. And it's outside of your comfort zone. It's like, hey, there's a diamond, but it's outside my electric fence. (laughs) And you go to walk towards it. And you get a little shock. When you get towards the edge of your comfort zone, you get a little shock. And that shock is called worry. And you're like, whoa. And you retreat to the the middle of the comfort zone. You do something to sabotage your life and bring it back to where you're comfortable. Now you may not like doing it. You may not like the fact that you are afraid to fly, or that you wouldn't want to write a book for ten years, and you've never, you've never, you know, put words on the page. You may not like it, but you know what to expect as long as you stay in the boundary of your identity. As long as you stay in that boundary, you know what to expect. Now, you may wish for a million dollars, but you don't let yourself desire the million dollars in a way that you're going to take action because that is outside of your comfort zone. And you know it's going to cause uncertainty. And so you control and bring it back. So that is the essence of the problem. Control. Control is that fence. It is that boundary. Now God, he designed us to live without boundaries. To live without boundaries. He designed us to be who we really are, our true self, And to not have a fence line in sight, to have no comfort zone, to have no comfort zone. He designed us to only know who we are in relationship to Him. Like I am a branch in the vine. Like he said in John fifteen, "I am a voice crying in the wilderness," is what John the Baptist said. I, uh, you know, he didn't say, "I'm John. I live at such and such street. You know, I went to such and such school, and I work here." He identified himself with the calling on his life. He identified himself with the connection he had to God. He said, I am who God says I am. You know, John the Beloved, who, in the Gospel of John, he identifies himself as, I'm the one who Jesus loved. I'm the disciple who Jesus loved. It is only in our connection with God do we know who we really are. So as we go down this journey, there's so much I want to tell you. I want to just fit it all into this first episode. But I, I just want you to see the fence line. I just want you to recognize the problem. God is not the problem. You are not waiting on him. There is no supply problem. There is limitless possibility flowing from the the Father through the Spirit into your spirit, literally making anything possible. And you have set a boundary line around your life. No matter how big it is there's pro- uh, if you're listening to this, you know maybe there's a few of you that are way down the road from where I am or anybody else, but I'd say ninety nine percent of us we have drawn a boundary around our life, and we have restricted what God wants to do because of fear, because of uncertainty. We have controlled in order to feel safe. And in that, we have created a comfort zone. And we said, hey, God, you can talk to me about anything in this room. (laughs) But outside this room, I'm not listening. Too scary. And he's saying, hey, what about your weight? I could help you. Nope. Outside of my comfort zone. Hey, what about your that book I gave you eight years ago? And you're like, nope, outside my comfort zone. He has so much for you. There is no restriction on his end. It's on your end. And literally, the enemy is not the problem. God is not the problem. The enemy is not the problem. The only thing the enemy can do is steal from you when your heart your heart is hard, when it's when you have so controlled everything. You know, and there's a seed that falls outside the fence and you haven't cultivated that part, and it's hard and it's all controlled, the enemy will steal that seed from you, like in the parable of the soils. But the enemy is not the problem. If you push those boundaries out and stop controlling your life and allow your your heart and your mind to get soft and cultivated and tender the way it's designed... Then the enemy can't take from you if your heart is good soil. If, you're, if you stop controlling, you stop restricting. If you start, if you stop trying to keep yourself safe, the enemy can't do anything. You know he works outside that fence, stealing all the things. That's what he does. You're not restricted by God. You're not restricted by the enemy. You're not restricted by your circumstances. You know, I had this. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough favor. I don't have enough, you know, talent or whatever. There is no circumstance restriction. There is an identity restriction. We've built a fence around our life. We're the ones holding ourselves back so that we can feel safe, feel comfortable, feel certain. I just want you to recognize that. That's all I want. For this episode one, I just want you to see the fence that you've built. See the walls. You've put yourself in a cage and said everything outside of this cage is not possible for me because it's not who i am it's not what my people do and god is saying let yourself out of the cage let like remove the fence push the boundaries of your comfort zone way out there where you can't see them stop controlling your life And start trusting me. Now we're going to get into how to do that. How do I trust? What does it actually look like in practical life in other episodes? But this, I just want you to see this boundary line. What is identity? It is the story that you're telling yourself about who you are and why you're here. Why does it matter? Because it builds a fence around your life where God can only talk to you inside the fence because you're only willing to listen and act inside the comfort zone. He wants to break that. He wants you to open up and build a trust relationship with him where he talks to you every day, and you're completely open and willing to any idea he has. And you do not need to control it in any way. You do not need to have an opinion about it. You don't have to have an argument. There's no worry. There's no shame. There's no blame. There is nothing but trust with God No control at all. Now, in that context, every day, trusting him, hearing his voice, building the relationship, he will lead you into amazing, great things, great relationships, financial abundance, purpose, fulfillment, impact, All of the things, but with no control. You don't get to control. You get to enjoy. You get to enjoy the relationship, enjoy the fruit, but but with no control. Think of it like this. That garden is your body. It is your life. It is your mind and heart. From that garden, from the soil, the mind, the state of your mind and heart is where your fruit grows. If you picture corn stalks growing up, that is the actions that you're taking. And then they lead to corn, which is the results that you're getting. And that might be a business, that might be a marriage, that might be a ministry, that might be a book or an album. That might be, you know, an invention. That might be, you know, a... A marathon that you run, it might be it's some kind of fruit that you produce. Now you get to enjoy that fruit, and others get to enjoy that fruit. It is it is the the product of your life. Now back down, you are not. The soil, you are not the thoughts, you are not the actions, you are not the feelings, you are not the fruit, you are not even the garden. You are the gardener. You are the soul that God breathed into existence that tends and watches over this body, tends and watches over this life. Tends and watches and cultivates healthy thoughts, healthy habits, healthy feelings, cultivates healthy actions, great habits that produce good fruit. You are the watcher, you are the gardener. Now, as an activation, I want you to see your life as that garden. I want you to see the fences. Just visualize the fence that you put around. And now you're going to do two things. You're going to take full responsibility for your garden. Every thought, every feeling, every action, the state of your life, everything that goes on inside of you, Take full responsibility. Take responsibility for the story that you've told yourself, the fence that you've built. Just own it. And then number two, let go of control. We're going to go step by step and tear the fence down and push those boundaries out. And stop telling God what to do and manipulating and restricting and start opening up a trust relationship with Him. And just watch what He does as we partner with Him to cultivate a healthy garden, to cultivate a healthy body, mind, soul, and a trust relationship with Him and we take the limits off of our life. Oh, God bless you. I'm so excited to join me for this episode number one. we got so many good episodes coming for you. I'm going to try to post them once a week. I to look forward to uh, hearing from you guys. If you're listening on iTunes, please uh, rate and review the show. Share it. Tell your friends about it.